We'll go ahead and get started with our NTT IndyCar Series post-qualifying press conference. Joined now by two drivers from our Firestone Fast Six session. Scott Dixon, who qualified second in the number nine PNC Bank Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing, and Colton Herta driving the number 88 Guess International Honda for Harding Steinbrenner Racing. Colton, we'll start with you starting fourth in tomorrow's IndyCar Grand Prix. Certainly not pole position, but if you believe in numerology, you started fourth at the IndyCar Classic in Austin, hoping for a repeat win tomorrow, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Um, but, but yeah, I think we just need that little bit more in, in the last bit of qualifying. It was just under a tenth for, for the top four, so extremely close. And that tends to be the case here, but, um, you know, tremendous job by Felix. He's a... Uh, I know it was a kind of battle between me and him to get the who was going to be the first rookie to get on the pole, and he beat me to that. So um, congrats to him. He drove a he drove a great lap, and um, yeah. But we got a quick car. Um, hopefully the the numbers do play out like Coda, and we can end up winning tomorrow. Joined also by Scott Dixon. Scott, this time last year, there was a little bit of frustration heading out of qualifying with the starting result. I believe it was 18th. How much of a relief is it knowing that you're going into tomorrow's race from the front row? Yeah, I don't know. It worked out pretty well last year. It you know, did. we ended up sure. second. But um, yeah, it's, it last year was I think definitely more dependent on the red tire. And if you had you know uh, a second new set, it made a pretty big difference in the race. But um, yeah, all weekend, you know, I think both of our cars have uh, have been really quick. Um, you know, which is which is fun. Felix, you know, huge congrats to him. It was a great job there. Pieced the lap together. Um, you know, we tried to do one and one. Uh, we did a bit of a cool off in between, stayed out. Um, you know, definitely the two laps, I think, in, in segment-wise, together would have been quite good. Um, but, you know, obviously I didn't piece that together. But uh, big congrats to him. You know, huge congrats to uh, Chip and the team. And it's good to lock out the front row. Joined also by Jack Harvey driving the number 60 Auto Nation Sirius XM Honda for Meyer Shank Racing. Uh, Jack, you've been showing a lot of speed and practice consistently in the top 10 in the combined results. Did you feel like you had a Firestone Fastix performance in the car? Um, I mean, yeah, I think we hoped that we would have that. Uh, and the baseline cars have been very good. We tested well last week. So I think we came into the weekend, you know, fairly optimistic. Um, I think good results like this really are, are massive for our program, still only doing the 10 races, so still, you know, fairly part-time. It's nice in moments like this where maybe we can apply a little bit of pressure to a few other people to say, why don't we do this full time? So um, I don't know if we expect it to be third today, but uh, certainly we'll take it. And you know, everybody I'm around, I, I know how good all the guys are. Felix, when we raced in Europe, five-time champion, and I've seen this guy race for what seems like a long time as well. So um, it's nice to be, nice to be up here. Um, great result for our whole team. Absolutely. We'll open up for questions. Yes, Bruce. Scott, as the uh, veteran of the group up there right now, you see all these uh, new names that are in the Fast Six, including the poll winner. How important is this for the series to start seeing all these new names, uh, you know, battling all the, the great experienced drivers like yourself? Yeah, I think it's very important. You know, it's, uh, it's great to see the influx. I think we've seen it, you know, in the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I think in, in building this series and, and making sure that it continues strong, you know, it's it's uh, it's definitely what you need, and and um, you know, it's definitely keeping a lot of uh, the veterans pretty honest, and and um, you know, it's new names, new people from from uh, a lot of different places, but obviously they're all very quick, so it's great to see. 
Yes, Wolfgang. Uh, Scott, question for you. You're a little bit slower than Felix. How identical is your setup in case it will be identical? Uh, I think pretty close. You know, I think, um, you know, all weekend it's just been who kind of pieced the lap together a bit better. Um, you know, in, in that scenario, I think my start of my first lap was really good and, and uh, didn't do well in the second half. And then on the second lap, I kind of, you know, uh, messed up turn two. So it's, it's um, I think it's just one of those things. Both cars are very close and we've been, uh, you know, pretty close throughout the weekend. Um, but I'd say they're almost identical, which is nice. You know, it's nice to, to work with someone that uh, has very similar feels and, and uh, likeness too. Any other questions? Yes. Jack, you've won here on the Oval and on the road course. What is it about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway that suits your driving style? Um... I don't know. I wish I could do it more often than just this place. Um, I don't know, really. I guess, you know, I've, I've always, I've gone well here from the first time I came here. I think the big breaks then feed into one corner and then straight into another. I've always seemed to have gone well in corners that link with another, you know, almost immediately following. Uh, I think we had, you know, decent pace today through seven and turn 10. So I don't know. I think, you know, again, it was a, I, I know I've been good here and you come with just a little bit of extra confidence. So um, the thing we're working hard to try and figure out is why we can't replicate the performances that we're having here. You know, just looking back towards like a historical moment, um, more frequently, more often, that's the, that's the goal, because certainly this place seems to be fairly kind to me, and hopefully it's kind to me tomorrow on race day on the 26th. Colton, this certainly doesn't have the elevation changes of Coda, but it has the wide, wide areas, long straights, very smooth track. Are those characteristics that you see Coda and this track have in common that can work to your benefit? Um, yeah, I think big braking into uh, very slow corners is, is something that they have in common. Um, the change of direction too, I was, I was good in the S's at Coda and um, kind of similar thing of balancing the speed through one and, and uh, not overdoing it in the other. So um, maybe that's uh, similar. Before we welcome Ed, Ed and Felix, any other questions for Jack, Scott or Colton? Yes, Steve. Scott, you mentioned the um, tires being a question mark yesterday going into this weekend. Did the cold make that even ex accentuate that? Uh, well, the, the primer is definitely a totally different tire. Um, you know, it's closer to the black, which I think last year, you know, I commented earlier on, I think the, the, the reds were pretty much just like gold. You know, if you had more of them and, and ones with less laps, they were definitely what you wanted. And I think that definitely helped our race last year coming from the back. Um, there seems to be a, definitely a smaller gap, but it's still pretty large. You know, it's over a, probably right around a second. So um, the hard part here, too, is that the red is very durable. So I think you're just going to see everybody trying to run reds as long as possible and, and uh, you know, minimise the time on blacks, uh, which last year, I think, provided very good racing, you know, even between... Uh, the leaders with Will um, and, and Robbie, um, you know, they were switching back and forth when they were off strategy. So I think you'll see that tomorrow as well. Any other questions for Jack, Scott, or Colton? Gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll keep Ed and Felix. Joined by Ed Jones, driver of the number 20 Ed Carpenter Racing Scuderia Corsa Chevrolet. 
starting fifth in tomorrow's IndyCar Grand Prix. Ed, uh, again, showing some speed and practice, the team working really well together to get the best performance possible out of qualifying. What are some things that you noticed from your qualifying run that give you uh, some hope and, and optimism heading into tomorrow's race? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's nice to start off the weekend uh, on the front foot and have a good base set up. Um, but even the practice sessions didn't run so smoothly. You know, we had quite a few issues there. And uh, uh, fortunately, qualifying went, was the first session that went smoothly. So uh, we had a good result there. Um, again, all the Hondas tested here, obviously, last week. So we thought that was going to be a bit tough. And even in qualifying, it showed that um, the case was they had a bit of an edge. But uh, it's nice to be top Chevy. And... Uh, uh, the team looking good, so um, hopefully tomorrow we can have a good race and move forward again. And of course, next to our pole sitter Felix Rosenquist, driving the number 10 NTT Data Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing, his first career pole in his in his rookie debut here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course. Felix, the, your team Chip Ganassi Racing swept the front row heading into tomorrow's race. Can you tell us about the strength of your team and and your ch your chances for a win tomorrow, knowing that you have such strong starting positions? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's been a really smooth day for, for both the, the 10 car and the 9 car. Uh, I think we've been, you know, top five basically every session. Uh, it's been very tight today, so, I mean, you still have to pull it off, and it's like, if you're one-tenth off, you, you can fall down like six spots very easily. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's been, I mean, it's tough mentally to go through a session like that, uh, where, you know, the lap you do might be P1, but then the next time you come around, you're like P5. So yeah, it really puts the pressure that you need to deliver every lap. So, uh, but I, I felt really good with the car. Um, you know, I, I felt like I could drive calmly, uh, probably for the first time this year without putting like 120% effort in. Uh, and that, I think that was the key today to, you know, in such a long qualifying session where you need to be on it all the time, that was definitely the key. So yeah, big thanks to the Chip Ganassi Racing and Entity Data and Honda uh, for, yeah, just perfect package, perfect day and, you know, double front row for, for our team. Amazing. And in perfect timing, we'll welcome in Will Power, driver of the number 12 Verizon Chevrolet for Team Penske, starting sixth in tomorrow's IndyCar Grand Prix. Will, a, a three-time race winner here at the IndyCar Grand Prix, all three of those wins coming from pole, but do you feel like you can still mix it up and get to the front in tomorrow's race? Yeah, I'd, some someone's saying like the weather's going to be pretty mixed up, so that always makes for a mixed-up race. Um, don't seem to have the ultimate pace <coughs> of uh, of these uh, the guys in front of us. Um, so you know maybe we have to think about it overnight. But you know how these races can go. You never know. Um, just keep working hard and doing our absolute best. See if we can move a few spots up. Absolutely. Questions? Yes, Wolfgang, behind you. Oh, uh, question for you, Felix. First of all, congratulations. Oh, I'm here. Yeah. Um, I just have a question concerning your management partner, Stefan Johansson, is he also involved in the team as your mental coach? Uh, no, he's just a manager for me. Uh, Felix Rosenquist, the driver. Uh, I mean, when it comes to contracts or yeah, decisions and things like that. Not really like on a sporting side. He stays out of that. So. Bruce. Felix, with the way this track is so wide going into turn one where it funnels across, uh, for you starting your first Grand Prix here, how important is that to be ahead of the potential mayhem? And then I have a follow-up to that. 
Yeah, I think the best place to be is probably in the front. Uh, at least you don't have anyone in front of you to worry about. So, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's a good benefit for tomorrow, definitely. I mean, I've seen some videos from, from this corner, and definitely there's some history there. So, uh, uh, yeah, also having Scott next to me, I mean, you know, whoever comes out first is probably not going to be any big contact or anything. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel as good as I could for that. And with this being the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and you on pole and uh, Marcus starting ninth, do you expect this to be a pretty big TV number in Sweden? I think so. It's also building up for the 500, and I think there's a lot of bus back home there in Sweden. And, uh, yeah, they're they're rooting for us, and it it was good to see Marcus having a a strong day as well. He looked really strong there for a while for for a top six position as well, and then I think he fell just short in the end by a few hundreds. So, uh, yeah, glad for him as well to, to have a good day. Felix, how special is it to you to get your very first pole period ever here at Indianapolis? I mean, that's got to feel pretty special. I got to follow up as well. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a cool feeling that it happened here. Uh, you know, my team is based here. Uh, obviously, the track has the history it has, uh, not being the the 500, obviously. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's cool, and uh, I think it's always a special feeling when you get your first pole in any series, and uh, especially this series where it's so tight. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm personally, I really love qualifying, and it's especially satisfying when you when you manage to beat everyone. Your teammate Scott Dixon, obviously, been around Indianapolis for many years. Uh, Chip Kanaski been around many years. What have you been able to learn from them as far as tips and tricks on how to approach Indianapolis, the road course and the oval course? Obviously, two different types of, of race courses, but two different types of setups, but. What have you learned from your teammates and Chip Canassi and Scott Dixon? Well, I think there's, you know, if you put together all the guys in our in our team, there's a bunch of experience, you know, ranging from, from Dario to Chip to Scott and all, you know, there's plenty of guys you can name that uh, have, have been around here for much longer than I have. So, uh, you know, just being around you, obviously you pick up a lot of small things that you maybe didn't think about. Um, but then in the end of the day, you have to do it yourself still. You know, there's, no one's going to do the job for you. So, uh, but I, I feel sure that I have the best people around me possible. So that's, that's always a good boost. One for Ed, one for Will. Ed, uh, your teammate Spencer and yourself have both been, you know, showing market improvement with Ed Carpenter Racing's cars on street and road courses. How important, uh, how much momentum do you see the team getting on the street and road courses? And I have a question for Will. Yeah, I feel like um, it was kind of a way that we kind of went the wrong direction over the winter. Um, And, you know, Long Beach was like the last time where we realized we got to revert back to some older stuff. And last year they were pretty competitive here. So we did that and um, straight away we were were a lot lot better. So I think that's kind of been the case. And uh, we just got to overlook a bit, bit more what we need to do for the next few road and street course races um, but fortunately you know we have the oval coming up next and we know how strong they are there so uh, I'm really looking forward to that and uh, yeah see how we can do. And Will you pretty much have owned this race and you've <laughs> won all these polls how odd of a feeling is it to be sixth in the Firestone <laughs> Fast Six? I know I tell you that was like a, that was a serious lap I did to be sixth and not just six but like four tenths off the next guy or something uh yeah yeah we're just a little bit lost unfortunately we can't really put our finger on where we're slow we know we're slow uh actually on the straights 
Um, so that's one area. I'm not sure why. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll have a good look at it tonight. <coughs> see, see, it's kind of confusing for us because the cars don't feel that bad. They actually, you know, they feel pretty reasonable. So um, we don't quite understand why we're slow. <coughs> Maybe a little bit. I mean, we've been through a few different setups in one day, so, um, you know, there's nothing that really sticks out that says this is the area that we're, we're lacking. Uh, so it makes it very tough to understand what we need to uh, find. Uh, well, did you... Uh, hello. Um, did you uh, kind of like regret uh, kind of like doing two, two one-lap attempts uh, do you think more heat in the tires uh, in the first cycle of tire I think Scott was kind of beating himself up about that as well yeah doing two runs was a yeah. bit yeah obviously it's easy to sit back now and know that it was a I didn't even need to go out <laughs> I could have right. just saved my tires and been six uh, but you don't know that right like we were p4 um, and usually I can pick up one or two in 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 the fast six but this day today went the other way so um, yeah you can't can't win them all Bruce and then Jim uh, this is for Felix and for will are, are you guys ready to send out a missing persons report on the Andretti Autosport drivers because they're deep in the pack are you really surprised that they were not part of today's game no, uh, no, Bruce. I mean, Colton, I don't know what we call him, but he's sort of Andretti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's been, like, the man to beat all day. I was surprised yeah. he wasn't, you know... It's an Andretti car. He, he, bits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, I was surprised he wasn't up there. So, I, I, didn't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that's odd. They, yeah, I, I think it's been Colton leading that pack, and there's been a big big gap you know as I said like it, it's so tight and if you lose your way a little bit like you you tumble down pretty quick it doesn't need to be like a second it needs to be like 1500s and you're yeah. you're back there so uh yeah it's it's tough for sure yeah I mean it's uh those guys must be scratching their head when they see Colton Herter up there I mean they're getting the data and they're looking at it so those boys must be wondering what's going on when a rookie can come in like that uh yeah I mean obviously Colton's doing a great job and like uh, uh, Felix said, if you're just a little bit out, it's, it's tough. Like even a tenth and a half, you know, two tenths, you're really out of the window. Um, and then you're kind of getting a bit confused. So, you know, I, I can see that. It can quite easily happen. Like if you look at how close it was to get in, to the, in each group, how tight the times were. I mean, you just had to be on the wrong side of a tenth and you're out. So, you know, you, you know those guys are probably just on the wrong side of a tenth or something and they would have been in the fast six or progressing to the next uh, uh, round. And with Rossi's double-may-care driving style that he's shown when he's starting on the back of the pack, <coughs> that could be a pretty interesting uh, battle with him because, I mean, he's been known to take some pretty bold moves trying to get up to the front. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be getting after it as he always does, um, you know, and he's, he's well capable of working his way to the front. Uh, whether it's going to play a part, and I feel it's going to be a pretty kind of messy race in a way. Um, you know, sometimes you think that and it's just all green and nothing exciting, but uh, from my perspective, I hope, <laughs> I hope it plays out for me, no one else, just for me. <laughs> Jim? Well, Will, what, 
going on what you're saying. Here, I'm over here. Sorry. Uh, just based on what you just said there, um, this race, you've won from the pole three times. Yeah. And the last two drivers to win races in IndyCar have won from the pole. How big of an advantage does Felix have going into tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, if it's a full green race, he has a great chance of winning the race. Obviously, he's going to have old Dixon sitting behind him, saving a bit of fuel, <laughs> trying to go a lap longer. But, uh, uh, yeah, if you start the front, man, and it's an all-green race, these days in IndyCar, you're in a great spot because, you know, no one, no one makes mistakes anymore. Like, everyone is super quick, and teams know the strategies, and pit stops are good, like... It's tough if you qualify back a little bit. It's so hard to, to, to gain positions. You know, it used to be there was a lot of yellows and restarts and crashes, and it just doesn't happen anymore. The, the quality, quality of the field is so good and the quali quality of the teams that um, it's really hard if you don't qualify well to, to make, hey, like make your way up the, the grid. And the other question I have for you was starting, you're looking at guys like, you know, Alex and Joseph starting in the back of the field. Those are the guys leading the championship right now. Are you kind of licking your lips saying this is, the, this is the chance for me to start making up some points here? Yes, it is. It's, it's about time that we uh, had just a good, clean race and, 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 and a good result and made some points back. Um, yep, definitely look at that. Uh, I hope it plays out that way. Yes, Wolfgang. Uh, well, a question for you. You just said earlier that the team or you don't understand why you're relatively slow or just six and uh, how was the car behavior from free practice to qualifying? Was there a big difference? No, actually the cars felt pretty good all the time. I, I can't say I've had a huge imbalance any session. Um, so that's, that's what makes it tough. Like the engineer is asking, what do you need? You know, I just, well, I need a little bit of this and that, like not a huge chunk of something. So... Um, yeah, it's, don't know, we're going to have to look into it, you know, losing a little bit on the straights, so, you know, maybe we're doing something wrong there. Any final questions? Yes, sir. Will, there's only been uh, two drivers to win the IndyCar Grand Prix, you and Simon Pagano, and yeah. he's going to be starting right in your rear wing tomorrow. Yeah. How big of a threat is he going to be? Uh, Pagano? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he'll be strong. For sure. You know, I just think it's tough for both of us starting back a bit to, if it's a normal race, it'll be hard to, to win from there, honestly. It will. It'll be hard to make your way up. Um, but if it's a mixed up race, you know, we can, we can get something done, for sure. Even not. I mean, you can do something with strategy. Last year was a little easier because there's a bigger difference between the tyres. Now, there's not as big a difference between the red and black tyres. Like last year, you could make some time on people who are on blacks while you're on red. So um, we'll see what happens. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Good luck tomorrow. Good job.